Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Bottom of the hour, it'll be Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Oh, yes, we talk cannibalism. I don't. I have no idea why. There was a headline the other day about how ca- there's a time and place for cannibalism. But we talk about that. We've also got uh, information on John Rich. He's got a new song out and much, much more. Uh, Elon Musk, did he really have the relations with his best friend's wife? Uh, Carrie, what are you thinking about? Have you heard that story? I did. I know Elon has said, uh, no, that's absolutely not true. Here's the thing that he has. He has this ability, unlike almost anybody else on the Internet, that if you say something about him or about his company or, or make an allegation or whatever, like some woman said that he revealed himself to her on a plane and mm-hmm. told her to do this, that, or the other, and his response on Twitter was, describe it. Oh. <laughs> what did it look like? Describe it. And, and that's it. It went away. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and with this one, uh, he allegedly slept with his best friend's wife. And the night before this article came out, they were all together at some party. And he literally produces a selfie of the three of them laughing and having a great time. (laughs) You know what I mean? All right. Well. It's like they'll say or do anything to try to bring the guy down. Uh, And he's like, oh, yeah, I just happened to have a selfie from last night while we were all dancing together. And his friend is laughing. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's crazy. Wouldn't you love to have that ability? Somebody says something stupid. You smack him right upside the head in two seconds. Something about you? Absolutely. Right. I just think it's awesome. And then, you know, then he gets 20,000 retweets immediately. Mm. So uh, it, we'll, we'll talk about that and, and a whole lot more. It is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you along for the ride on your Monday. Let's go. That is the chocolate voice. How are you? Okay. That is the man, the myth, Polo. Sam making it happen. Get it done. Got the hair bun happening and everything. I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags. Carrie, it's always interesting when I have somebody on who doesn't necessarily get in line with Trump, doesn't agree with me on Trump, and so on. And I really, really like having interviews like that. Because it is, you know this, I've talked to this, uh, about this over the years. I, it is so boring to yeah. talk to people who just agree with everything I say. I know, yeah. You got to mix it up every once in a while, right? So I get this email today, and this guy was a speechwriter for Trump in 2016. Hmm. And he thinks it's time for Trump to move on. And as part of the email, it says that the New York Post editorial board says Trump can no longer, can never be in a leadership role again because of January 6th. Now, that was included in the book pitch, and I was like, this is going to be fun. Let's go. Let's, let's do January 6th. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And every time I tried to like egg him into let's go there, he never really went there. Um, he doesn't want Trump to run again. He's for the Trump policies, but somebody else doing the Trump policies. He mentions his age, and I knocked that down. Then I talk about the policy, and we knocked that down. I thought it was a fun conversation because I don't want to just get along with everybody. I want to mix it up. Nothing and I think that. sometimes the That's knee-jerk reaction from our listeners is why would you give this guy airtime? Um, well, why wouldn't I? He's like on the Republican side, but he's he's for splintering the group, which is let's let's break that down. 
Let's have that conversation. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it suck if you went and covered news stories every day and it was only about puppies and, and lilies growing? You know, you got to have yeah, some, some diversity in what you do. Yeah, it would be very interesting. But I You would deliver good. it well. I'm Chocolate Voice. Puppies are being born and daisies are popping up. <laughs> On W-O-L. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Maybe I could do uh, so, one day like that. It was nothing but good news. Well, I mean, that, after, listen, that would be that, a nice break. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, how many times am I going to, I want to debate people on stuff. I, I want. you I, do. It, we, I want to do, so many times they won't come on the show because they know it's not going to be fun for them. You know, I, I had this semi-famous guy yesterday again going after me on Twitter and then he starts direct messaging me, just oh, books and books of stuff, and you're not really a Trump guy, and you're better than that, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, stop. Come on the Can show. Famous. Oh, Never, it. ever will he come on the show. He said, oh, I'll do it face-to-face. Well, they'll fly your ass to San Antonio. Let's go. Face-to-face. Oh, no, no, you have to come to New York. I'm not coming to New York. Hmm. You know, you're going to call me on, on social, is, make is it happen. trying to do that? No, I'm not going to tell you because, oh, you know. come on. Sounds like Bon Pmanch movie. No. <laughs> it, rhy- no. it rhymes with. <laughs> no. No, it's not John Bon Jovi, but it is that. somebody um, who just is an naysayer and somebody who gets in line. And, and my problem was Mike Lindell was at one of these get togethers for Trump over the weekend. You see any of this video? Mm, no. He was, he was charged up. He was uh, very pro Trump, very pro America first. And people were alleging that he was on cocaine. Oh, okay. And this idiot jumped in there and made the same allegation. He said, um, I don't know what Mike Lindell is on, but uh, after watching this for two minutes, I tested positive for cocaine or something like that. And I'm like, not funny, not okay. And if you know Mike Lindell's history, he has admitted his cocaine um, addiction Mm -hmm. and he's beaten the cocaine addiction. He's been very public about it. He's been uh, in, in the hopes of of helping people struggling as well. He's been very open about it. So why would you attack him on that? You know what I mean? Guys talking Fair fast. Question. You don't you don't like his you don't like his pillows. But you making an allegation that the man is is on cocaine at a Trump rally is just sick. That's it. There's something wrong with somebody who would attack on that level. Is somebody who was an alcoholic, they beat it, then you're gonna say that, oh, what are you drunk? No, that would be inappropriate. Now can the guy say it? Yes. Does he have the free speech right to, to, to go there? Sure. But I'm going to call him out every time. I have the same free speech right to call him out. And, and I all that was trending was cocaine on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And me, like the idiot, clicked on it. And that goes to a Mike Lindell vid- video and a bunch of people lining up to just drag this guy. You just, just got to drag. Let's just drag the guy. And I went at this guy. I said, what, what is wrong with you? I said, you know, I, I read your tweet and um, I had to take a cognitive test to make sure I didn't lose too many brain cells. That was my response to him. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, they, they always light me up. And who do you think you are? And Trump is a, a this, and you're a piece of crap, and everything. These people are just angry for no reason, and they're only doing this for the hopes of getting some some virality out of it, to the hopes of getting more likes and retweets. That's it. Attack somebody at a place that was the lowest time in his life, and do it to get retweets. You know what I mean? That's something I've never yeah, done. Yeah, that's yeah. I would not do that either. But. Mm-mm. You know, you say, cool. say that his pillow sucks, which it doesn't. I sleep on one, even though he doesn't sponsor the show. Uh, say that you don't like his hairdo. Um, look at that mustache. I mean, whatever you want to do. But to go after the addiction you know he struggled with, you know that he's been open about, and you know that he's helped people get over, it's uncool. It's uncool. Is it allowed? Sure. 
but it's uncool. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I understand, I didn't want to talk about transgender people today. I don't want to talk about gays or gay marriage, even though, you know, uh, Mayor Pete, who's an idiot, decided to make his marriage to his husband um, some sort of an issue, even though he should be dealing with transportation issues. I didn't want to go, I'm so sick of going there. But when I see stories that make it appear to me that big corporations, staples in our lives, are attempting to groom children to believe that trans whatever is fine, gay whatever is fine, identify as you want is fine. Hell, there was some woman doing some speech that somebody sent me the other day going on and on and on about how we should understand pedophiles better. When, when you mm. see this activity directed clearly towards children, I want to call them out. You've got a story about crayons. I do. From The Blaze, Crayola, the crayon company, is accused of pushing a transgender agenda to small children. The crayon company is now facing a potential boycott over the controversial content. The Crayola, which reportedly has a target market of ages 2 to 10, shared images of a transgender model on its social media accounts. The Crayola promoted Julian Gavino, a.k.a. the disabled hippie, on the crayon company's Facebook and Instagram pages to celebrate Disability Pride Month. Julian Gavino is a fashion model, writer, and activist who identifies as a transgender man, Crayola wrote. He was born with a progressive neurological condition. Julian is passionate about advocating for his respective communities. As someone who grew up not seeing anyone who looked like him in the media, Julian is determined to normalize disabled and trans bodies in the fashion world. Gavino said he felt out of control with what was happening to my body, but when he started pushing the boundaries on what I would have usually where it helped him cope. Crayola posted three images of Gavino, including one where he's wearing a leopard print jumpsuit and another with a lime green jacket with a chain bra, as well as latex pants and high-heeled boots. Crayola disabled all comments on Instagram and limited who could comment on Facebook. As soon after the post was exposed, the hashtag boycott Crayola took off. I've got the five kids. You've got a couple of kids. People out there listening have kids. When we were growing up, you know, you had the Crayola crayons. And by the way, I don't think I ever got the 64-pack. Oh, I, 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 oh, I love I think that. I just had the 12. And it I just came had with the a sharpener. Oh, that was the best. Oh, no, no. There, there, were, there were, you know, entitled you know, kids in school like you who got that. <laughs> yes. And I would say, pardon me, ma'am. Could I, could I sharpen my Crayola? No. And, uh, and the answer was no. And took it away. It's mine. And then you run away with it. Why, why exactly would a crayon company have to go out of its way to hire somebody who represents .030 of the population uh, to take part in some sort of an ad campaign or pamphlet or whatever about crayons that is that's going to go to kids? And then this big, long explainer about who this person is. Yeah. What, Carrie, sure. Carrie, is there a reason why crayons need to push a trans agenda? <laughs> no. I mean, why push any agenda? You just want to sell crayons. Yes. Period. Um, hey, th- th- by the way, thank uh, you for saying crayons. All the kids. Those of you, those of you saying crowns, stop it. Crowns. <laughs> it's not crowns. <laughs> no. No, no, no. They're crayons. Cr- they're crayon. Paul, am I right? Come on, man. Yes, you are. And I'm <laughs> looking on their Facebook page. I, I think they've at least I don't know about Instagram on Facebook. It seems like they've taken it off completely. Well, if you look at the story, the link to the Facebook page is, is no is longer there. Empty oh, okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I can't find it. Paul, did you ever have that conversation with a kid in school? Hey, man, why, why, why are you saying grounds? Kids? Uh, no. Uh, adults? Yes. Really? You've had the conversation with adults? Yes. 
Why, why are you smiling? Have you had this argument with your girlfriend or something? I am not at liberty to say. <laughs> um, Come on, man. But I, I, there's, a, there's a few people that I've heard say it that way. I'm going to need them to stop. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got your back on this one. Uh, Sam, you were raised right. It's crayons. It's crayons. Let me ask you something. How does Evan pronounce it? Crayon. He looks like he might be a crown guy. He's a crayon guy. Okay, all right. All right. We'll, we'll let him stay around then. That's fine. Um, all right, we're only taking calls on how you pronounce that. No, I'm kidding. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we're taking calls on. I'm going to take calls on corporate America thinking that it's important to push upon children who are whose parents are buying their crayons the fact that there's a transgender disabled person who somehow represents the company. And they found out very swiftly that take it down um, and, and the hashtag uh, boycott Crayola, they found out very quickly that we're not down for this. You know the reason why they do this? I, 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 I don't want to believe that corporate America wants to push this agenda. I think they're doing this because of the stupid ESG crap. That somebody's going to give them a better score, they get better credit, they can get better financing if they just get in line and do this little something to promote whatever agenda is out. Stop it. You're a crayon company. Knock it off. The hell's the matter with you? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Motown Monday, glad to have you. Thanks a lot. A little Marvin Gaye for you. Want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the program, GoldCo. Amazing. Did you know that the Fed has printed nearly $9 trillion in the last year alone? It's a fact. The dollar is losing value, and that's a problem. That's why I recommend you diversify with physical gold and silver. The only company I trust is GoldCo. They earn a gold star in my book, and thousands of Americans agree. GoldCo has placed over a billion dollars in precious metals. They, they Think about that. A billion dollars there for you to go and grab and make sure you've got something tangible that will back up your assets. I'm here to ask you, can you continue to afford rising prices and the decline of the dollar? I urge you not to miss out on what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation. I want you to visit goldco.com slash pags. G-O-L-D-C-O dot com slash PAGS. When you do, you're not only going to get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and with gold and silver, but as one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Don't miss out. Get to that website right now, goldco.com slash PAGS. Goldco.com slash P-A-G-S. Brand new sponsor of the program. Love having them on. I hope you go and check them out right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Before I bring this guy on, um, this guy is claiming to be Jim in New York. He's got an L.A. number, uh, and he was made up some name in, in the chat room. My, my live video stream is on Twitch. On Twitch, they've got a system in place where if your IP was banned, was banned from a channel or banned from a chat, it'll give me a box as the creator that'll say, possible banovator which means the person just cho- chose a new name, came back on as a different person, and that's what this person kept coming up as in my chat room. And he was saying fallacious things about January 6th. I said he didn't have a set big enough to call the show. Well, uh, he's called the show. Uh, he also called me a name before my, my daughter kicked him out. So I'll take you on the line, Jim, but you better keep it above board. This is not the chat room. This is a radio show. So let me hear what you have to say. Let's go. 
Yes, sir. I'll be as polite as possible. Good. First off, regarding the area code thing, yeah. um, I got a cell phone in Los Angeles, and I'm now in New York. So Sounds good. can travel with cell phones, and they're able to move from place to place, and that's how that works. Okay, don't be a smartass. Go ahead. What's on your mind? So what, what did I say that was fallacious about January 6th? I just asked why Trump did. did I, I, want, I want you to understand yeah. something because you might not understand, Jim. And I want you to, I'm going to be as clear as I can here. We've got 400 people in the chat room, 6 million people listening to the radio show. They have no idea what Excellent. it was that you were saying about January 6th. So say what you want to say about January 6th. I'll give you my response. Okay. Trump did absolutely nothing for three hours, over three hours, really, where he watched the riot on TV. We know he saw it on TV and he did nothing. He didn't call. Secretary of Defense. He didn't call Pence. He really didn't call anybody except for Giuliani for some reason. So why do you think Trump did absolutely nothing while police officers were being assaulted because of him and his lies? He called a lot more than just Rudy Giuliani. You know that because it's been in the January 6th hearing. He called a lot of other people. He, yeah, had, he, Kay- he had Kaylee. Hello. He had Kaylee McEnany bring him some phone numbers that he wanted. and He made some other call. Got to drop him. See, I warned you, Polo. Uh, this guy could not handle himself. Clearly, Sam, you have to take that number into account. He might be using a different number. When he started laughing like that, that reminded you of him before, right? He's called in before and he's done that stupid laugh when I make him sound dumb. He has called in before. Yeah. He kept the same number. Yeah, okay. Same guy. Let's get rid of him. Um, the, somebody who has to immediately go to profanity or has to immediately go to a fake laugh as he tries to adjust what he's thinking that's a guy that you know is, is all wet in his thought process. We literally have video that's available, and it's not even the video that they're holding back from us that we're not allowed to see, video of Capitol Police officers moving the barriers, welcoming people in. There's one piece of video where the cops say, we disagree with what you're doing, but it's your right to do it. That literally happened. We see it. It was real. And again... Trump tried to stop anything from happening beforehand by offering up National Guard troops to the tune of 10 to 20,000 of them. Now, the reason why they weren't there is because Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge of the Capitol Police, and Bowser, the mayor of D.C., both rejected it in writing. They've got their signatures on the paper saying they reject the, the National Guard to protect the Capitol. And then there's Ray Epps who's on video over and over saying, we're going to go in the Capitol. We're going in the Capitol. We're going right in there tomorrow. And then the day, the day of this on the 5th, on the 6th, let's go. We're going in right now. But for some reason, New York Times last week wrote a, an article about him <laughs> telling us that he's a victim. So there's something very, very fishy. It stinks to high heaven, the whole January 6th thing. So the fact that you're so easily indoctrinated and believe any crap that Liz Cheney tells you or Adam you know, Kinzinger tells you, that's on you, Jim, if that's your name. But you you called me a name in my chat room, evaded a in my chat room, dropped an F-bomb on my radio show. You can't call it anymore. You're somebody who just can't control himself. And, and that's the problem with people like you. You believe any crap that that's spewed at you. You get in line because you want to be part of the group. And then when you're challenged, you cower into the corner like the baby you are and start filth, floor, and foul. It's the only way out and start laughing like a hyena. Doesn't make any sense. But I love you like a brother. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When we come back, Cray News with Kay. Going to talk Elon Musk. Going to talk John Rich. We're going to talk about, I don't know, cannibalism for some reason. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have this young lady back on. Member of the family, it's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. She's a news and commentary writer at the Daily Caller with big news today. Kay, talk to us. We're going to be very happy to hear what you're about to say. <laughs> the biggest news today, the biggest news today in the world, Joe, yes. is that my visa got renewed. So yeah, what, very is, what is that, what is that process, by the way? I mean, I don't understand why you have to renew it. If you were good to go when you first came, you have to prove that you're still good to go? Yep, exactly right. You have to prove that you're still good to go. It's uh, it's expensive. It's doubled in price since the first time I got my visa out here. And here's a funny tidbit that I know that we've chatted about on the show before, but one of the sort of uh, deciding factors for me in shifting my political perspectives was uh, under the Trump administration when I filed my last visa renewal, it took Probably about, well, we filed it on a Friday. By the Monday morning California time, I was approved. Nice. So amazing stuff. I was like, wow. And everyone says this guy's like anti-immigrant. Surely this can't be the case. Like I'm here being a legal resident alien. That's technically my title. And he's just like, yeah, you should stay. And I was like, thanks, man. Well, how often Um, do you have to renew it? Is it like every four years? What is it? Yeah, every three years I have to renew it. So I file a bunch of uh, file a bunch of information on the work I've been doing, all the work that I've got coming up. And if the government is like, hey, there's no one else here that can do what you do, which there isn't, um, they say, go for it. Nice. But under Biden, so that, like I said, the price doubled um, to go through it. So it was, it, it's a big chunk of cash. I'm not going to say exactly how much it is, but it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to, I paid to get an expedited process. So it was supposed to take under two weeks. Obviously, after my last renewal, I was like, well, this is going to be a, a walk in the parks. I have, you know, television, I have radio, I have like so much work, not just that I've written, but also written about me. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's been months. Like Crazy. months and months and months. And another and thing, is, there, was, yeah. there, was, there was some trepidation, too, because you, you and I talked about this before. Um, you had to get everything in line. You had to do all these documents. You had to prove this, that, and the other. And, uh, and I'm glad that it worked out, but it should not be such a hard process. I mean, I'm not even being funny when I say, had they denied you, it might have been easier just to go to Mexico and come back across illegally. They would have given you a phone, some money. They would have welcomed you with open arms, flown you anywhere you wanted to go. I mean, it really is such a strange dichotomy in how we treat um, legal versus illegal immigrants, isn't there? It absolutely is. It really is. And, you know, I pay my taxes here. I, I've i really invested in my time in the United States. And I think something something that I think, I guess it's important to me, something that I I think all immigrants, anyone who decides to live in another country should do is to really embrace the norms and values of that country. Like don't go somewhere and change it to be just like the place that you've come from. Right. And I can say with a hand on my heart that since I, I never thought I would spend this much time in America, but I have fallen so heavily in love with this country that if my options are to be here or anywhere else in the world, I'm going to do the work to stay here. I'm going to invest in my life here. And, you know, maybe after the next three years, I won't get renewed. And I don't think it would be, you know, I've got like aging parents. um, I've got grandparents who are somewhat on the way out, as we say in our family. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I miss about the UK, but it's all people I'm related to and who I love. But 
There's nowhere better in the world, Joe, and I, I would do anything to be able to stay here, um, at least as long as they'll have well, me. Well, I'm glad that you're able to stay here. It's Case Smythe, news and commentary writer at The Daily Caller, also on my program at least once a week, on Newsmax at least once a week. Um, uh, what's interesting is I don't think I've ever heard anybody um, with compassion say they're sort of on the way out. I don't, think I've, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever described a family member that I love, but you say that's how we say it in my family, so I accept that. Well, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where... <laughs> They're sort of on their way out. Yeah, like, like I think death sucks. I think it's a really terrible thing, but I've also had some very frank conversations with my family members and other people in the past when they knew they were on the way out. I if, got you. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know, like all the, this is sound really cold, but like all the old people in my life have always been like, I'm just so done with this. So, you know, we, I, I know that I will see the people I love again. It's not just this lifetime. This is something that, I mean, I've had some crazy paranormal experiences, but I've also, you know, got my faith and I know that everyone I love I'll I'll see them again. So the goodbye in this t- lifetime is not the forever goodbye. How are we talking about my dying? Because you said you said they're on their way out. Life. They're on their way out. It's just I, it struck me as something I hadn't heard before. It's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. <laughs> Let's get into the Cray News. So yeah. I, I'm sorry. Why are you doing a piece on cannibalism? What, what is this? Okay. So last Friday, I believe it was. They updated it today. But the New York Times wrote this article. Uh, where in the first, like, three paragraphs, the author, this person, Alex Beggs, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, um, I mean, they work for the New York Times, so I don't know if they do either way. Um, Just kidding. But they basically wrote, there is a time and a place for cannibalism. And Twitter just, like, latched on to this one sentence. And they got their, you know, panties in a twist, Twitter, that is, saying, oh, my God goodness the new york times is advocating for cannibalism and so i read it and i was like well no the the actual article was about cannibalism in pop culture so like books in movies in uh tv shows and how it's kind of become a bit of a trend across the board in entertainment and you know even to the point where we've got people like machine gun kelly and um, megan fox drinking each other's blood and weird stuff like that but it's just this weird pop culture quirk and so i read it and i saw everyone sort of freaking out on twitter and so I like messaged my editor this morning and I was just like, Jeff, can I um, can I write a piece about the actual time and place for cannibalism? He was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I did this hit on Newsmax like months ago where I told Alice Hennigan that he was going to become my apocalypse food. So I thought he was a useless guy with like weeny little arms. And I was just like, it's me versus you in the apocalypse, dude. You are my apocalypse food. Like, it's a phrase that I've, I've said it on this show. I don't even know how many times I've said it on this show. It's just one of those things that I say. And so I saw the opportunity to write a piece about it. And then I really got into the weeds on it. And I was like, wow, it, it, I guess I have a lot bigger feelings about cannibalism than I thought. Is it a service of the digital age, though, Kay, that people only read the headlines? And New York, look, the New York Times knows that people are only going to read the headlines, and they knew that it would get some virality. They knew that people would, would be all up in, what did you say, their panties were in a twist? Uh, something like yeah. that. So, so I mean, but, but they do this on purpose, knowing that we're about two seconds is all the time we have to spend reading anything. 
Exactly. They do this on purpose. Clickbait. It's just your classic clickbait. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to reverse engineer this clickbait. Nice. And I'm going to use it myself and I'm going to get those clicks. You know, like, actually, there is a time and a place for cannibalism. Wow. Here's what you need to know. Good stuff. Um, but no, I go over some of like the historical instances. Um, you know, there's this tribe in New Guinea who used to practice sort of like ritualized cannibalism and they developed this disease called Kuru, which is basically like whole star. It's mad cow for people, basically. Right. Um, but, you know, I kind of dug into some of the stuff and ma basically made the argument that it's actually a lot more common than people think when you are put in a position of death or eat your neighbor. Sorry, Darwin clearly dictates that you eat your neighbor. Well, duh. Who isn't going to eat your neighbor? Uh, well, Not that I ever would, obviously. No, of course. It's uh, it's an interesting topic for sure. It's also an interesting commentary uh, on how we jump to conclusions about things because it turns out it was about pop culture and about movies and about whatever else. But um, but yes, uh, I don't think Ellis Hennigan would be a, a big enough meal, to be honest. It is uh, Case My <laughs> Cray News with K on a Monday. Let's get into Elon Musk. Uh, he can yes. fart and make big news on Twitter, but I guess there was some sort of a hit piece that he allegedly, and they used the B word, but I'm going to say he slept with um, his best friend's wife, who's also a billionaire, the best friend, and now there's a rift and they're not happy. And then he's posting pictures of, well, what are you talking about? Last night we were at a party together. Uh, unpack this one for me. Elon Musk has 10 kids. Is he out there doing his best friend's wives too? Uh, it's Elon Musk, so I think he can pretty much do whatever he wants. But I don't know if he did do Sergey Brin's uh, wife. I mean, honestly, Joe... Who cares? But I guess we all do. So, you know. Um, well, I, but, I, no, no. I, I'm with you. I agree with that. But what's different about Musk, yeah. and again, we're not sure what's true and what's not, but what's different about him is that he will immediately respond to them. Like when somebody said they saw his, he took his pants off or something and showed his, his private parts. Um, you know, his answer was, have her describe it exactly. And I'm like, he, like it doesn't back down. He's, he doesn't go hide. He's like, what are you talking about? We were just partying last night with the yeah. wife and with the husband. I was never in a, in a situation where I was alone and never in a romantic situation. He has that unique ability, I think, to, to dissuade these stories. But you're saying you're not sure if it's true or not. I mean, I, I don't know either way, right? Like, my gut feeling after spending a lot of time amongst, like, tech people and people in entertainment, there's a lot of naughty stuff that goes on behind closed doors, Joe. What can I say? But I think the bigger story here, right, is the fact that this is another attack on Elon Musk. Whether it's real or not, he is trying to buy the world's sort of public square. And whoever is over it, I think it was the was it was it the Wall Street Journal. I wrote the article. I can't I wrote the article yesterday and I can't even remember because it just felt like celebrity <laughs> gossip to me. Right, right. But I believe it was the Wall Street Journal. We're basically like they are trying to assassinate him. They're trying to destroy this friendship. And I think it's, I think there's a big difference between the JLo's and the Musk's of the world. You know, JLo's there all over social media messaging her fans on like her newsletter being like, oh my God, I married Ben Affleck. Give me attention. Congrats. <laughs> Thrilled for you guys. Don't care. Whereas with Musk, this isn't something he's like actively promoting. This is something They're that these news him. outlets are going after. And like I work for a news outlet. So when I see that story, my mind immediately goes to, 
well, if it's out there, we should be reporting on it, even if it is just a report, because our job is to follow the story. Well, the Wall Street Journal, Washington, Wall Street Journal, it was the Wall Street Journal. What they did was went out and they actively sought this story. They went and developed it, they honed it, and they did it to try and destroy him. And at this point, I'm like, didn't those photos of him on the yacht destroy him? I'm just kidding. Um, they, no, they like, sure should have. They unfair. sure should have. Very unfair. No, I, I, I'm with you um, wholeheartedly. It's interesting because he just doesn't care. He responds. He puts it right back on them. Uh, I don't. I don't know how he just all of a sudden had a picture of them smiling and dancing. Like who's smiling, dancing, and partying with the with the guy and happens to take a selfie that he can use as ammunition against the article that was just written against him. I think he's always a, a half a step ahead. It's uh, Case yeah. Go to CaseMyth.com, read everything that she writes over on the Daily Caller. They always trend highest because she's awesome. Um, one last quick story. John Rich showed you some love, huh? Joe, I nearly died. Well, I know. I you, you immediately really texted me. You, you're not going to believe this. John Rich. Uh, go ahead. Fill I us mean, in. it's a beautiful song. Um, it's called Progress. So John Rich released a song on Friday called Progress. And the video is beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful. It essentially is like a, guys, let's stop trying to change America. Real Americans, we know who we are. We know what our values are. Stop trying to make us progressive. Stop trying to divide us. Stop trying to, you know, take us too far in either direction, really. Um, It wasn't just sort of like this, you know, middle finger, if you would, to Biden. It was really... uh, a love story to America and what America is and the values kind of coming full circle here, really. Um, yeah, but you're burying the lead. The, uh, you're burying the lead. Okay. Why are you burying the lead? I'm not burying the lead. Yes, you lead are. What, why are we talking about this? Because he, like, reposted me and then I had a <laughs> mental breakdown. So I was like, I mean, it's not Morgan Wallen. Don't get me. Oh, no, no, no. no. Well, forget it. how I feel about Morgan Wallen. Yes, it's actually a little bit odd. It's a strange obsession, but go ahead. But John, John no, Rich, it's it your was... post, reposted you. I went to I went to his Twitter just so that I could pinch myself, and there's Case Smythe on his Twitter. I thought it was awesome. Wow. Now, do you I know mean, John yeah, Rich? Yeah, it was cool. I don't, I don't know him. Um, he is good friends with one of my very close friends, one of my closest friends. Right. Um, I was just in Nashville and like ate at his bar and didn't even realize, which was also like, oh, okay, cool. Didn't know. All I saw was like someone interesting that I followed on Twitter and Instagram shared a great song. And I was like, you know what? I really love this. And then I dug a little deeper and I was like, oh, it's this guy. And then that kind of snowballed. And then he reposted me and I was like, this is really cool. Yeah, oh I mean, yeah, it, it was very cool. I was glad that you shared that with me. What's interesting is if, uh, if this uh, Wallen guy ever reposts, or what's going to happen? Dude, he watched one of my Instagram stories once, and I still haven't stopped talking about it. But no, I promised John, like, we, we, you know, like, some couples do the whole, like, oh, you're allowed one celebrity that you can, like, go out with or whatever. We don't do that because he's like, there is a risk that you might actually meet Morgan Wallen, and I don't want to, I don't want to go through that. And I was like, I don't date musicians. That's like literally my only rule. I haven't dated a musician in ten years. I'll never date another one again. So I was going to say, if you you say you don't date musicians, I was just about to say, have you ever dated a musician? The answer is, of course, yes. Yes. But that's yes. why you don't date musicians now. Yeah, you know, I I love musicians. I think the. If you're a professional musician, you probably need a cuddle right now. And I think any professional musician listening to me knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, 
Are you okay? Wow. Did you just offer a cuddle to every professional musician out there no, watching and listening? No, but like, I'm making John, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, I come from a long line of musicians. Like, you know, my family, like most of them are musicians. And I love music. I listen to music, you know, 12 hours a day, basically the entire time that I'm conscious throughout right, the day. Right, But um, musicians. It, it Listen, it's a great song. Go check out the John Rich song. If you, if you haven't heard it yet, go and follow him on Twitter or go follow Kay on Twitter, Smythe at Smythe, and, uh, and you'll see the retweet or the share or whatever, the repost, whatever the hell it was. But you totally freaked out. I got a text out of the blue the other day. John Rich just retweeted me, which I think is awesome. Uh, Kay, you're awesome. Congratulations on the visa. Uh, go and check out her website, ksmythe.com, and read everything she does on the Daily Caller and check her out on Newsmax as well. Kay, appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate you so much. So, so, so much. If you we'll say see you so. next week. Yes, we'll I can't wait. Sooner. All right, we'll see you then. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Got to remind you about Super Beats. Super Beats rock. Super Beats is just great. You're going to skip that energy drink. You're going to skip that sugary soda. You're going to skip the, all that caffeine in the afternoon that you've been doing with all that extra coffee. No, no, forget that. You've got to get Super Beats heart shoes. These are great for long-lasting energy throughout your day. These are great because they're non-GMO beets combined with grapeseed extract. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel that great blood flow, that that circulation, that Blood pressure will be, get, will be getting great support because this added to a great diet and healthy lifestyle is going to really exponentially change things for the better. If you haven't tried them out yet, do me a favor and try them out. These are delicious. A couple of these in the morning is going to change your entire outlook. I want you to go to the website that they built for you because you listen to my program right now. It's JoeLovesBeats.com. We made it easy for you to start up. Got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry up. It's their best offer available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. It's a 45% off. Again, JoeLovesBeats.com. Go to that website and go to that website right now. Paul, I used up all the time, didn't I? That's okay. They're, they're going to go to the, to, to the Super Beats. Just give me a sentence. Nick Cannon's having his eighth kid. Well, there you go. <laughs> Big news. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you. This is the Joe Pegg Show.